Hello. We're back. Hello. 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 Okay. (laughs) All right. That's you want to wrap it up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was a good episode. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Welcome back after your hiatus. (laughs) Immediately following the episode after my hiatus. Yeah, that timing's uh, a bitch, huh? Yeah, your hiatus was worth it, though. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for everybody who uh, was concerned about why we weren't posting. I tested positive for COVID. Yeah. <sighs> there it is. <laughs> I am in the same room. <laughs> yeah. I've been you're, you're way past the... I'm way past testing negative. Yeah, um, you just got that lingering coffee cough. Got that wonderful long COVID. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. I uh, highly recommend everybody try it. Cool. <laughs> you're here first, folks. Yeah. Go right. get COVID. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to we catch up. We got to dive into it. Yeah, we it's, got been weeks. The, it's been weeks. We got the first half of some TV shows that we've been excited for. We got some trailers and announcements to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, maybe yeah. if we have time, we can make fun of a Top Gun themed website. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, where would you like to start, sir? I want or to- we also have your notes. I want you to start. You want me to start. Well, first thing on my mind is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yes. The television show. Because you blacked it out. Mm-hmm. You you knew, I think, one person who was in the cast, which was Ewan McGregor. Yes. You've seen his face in like a robe on a yep. desert planet. You didn't watch any of the trailers. You didn't mm-hmm. know anybody, any characters who were in it. You shared your thoughts a few episodes ago, at least. Mm-hmm. Um what are your thoughts so far? We're three episodes in. We're halfway through the show already. Should we put a spoiler alert? Yes, obviously. We're going to be talking about uh, episodes one through three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. First half of Obi-Wan Kenobi and the first half of Stranger Things season four. <coughs> it's good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. good. It's really good. Uh, can you can you walk me through... Uh, <clears throat> Were you surprised to see... Uh, I want to go through like some of the events. Were you surprised to see baby Luke? Little nine-year-old Luke? Ten-year-old Luke or whatever? No, because that's what this is about. Yeah. It's about Obi-Wan keeping watch because that was his end of the deal here, right? Yeah. So You take the kid. I'll watch from a cliff <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Uh, I like how there was a little T-16 that he uh, yes. gave as a toy. Uh, which is the same toy that he has in A New Hope. So that is literally him giving him the toy that he brings with him on the Millennium And then Uncle Ben throws it at him, so somehow he gets it back. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to see that in a later episode. Yeah, so that's really cool. I Also, Uncle Ben, same actor as the end of episode three. Yes. I think... I told you I I thought this was going to be a dark show. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a dark show. <laughs> it sure is. It's darker than I thought it was going to be. I was very happy about seeing the Inquisitors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know they were in it, too. Nope. I knew they existed. Yeah. But I didn't know that we were going to see them. Yeah. We see them. Super cool. Yep. I... We knew two of them. We knew the Grand Inquisitor and uh, the Fifth Brother, both in Rebels. Right. But, like, to see them in person. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I thought... I thought it was either going to be a slow show that was very dark mm-hmm. or <coughs> what it is now. It's kind yeah. of faster. Yeah. It's kind of a faster show. More stuff happening. Yeah, exactly. I didn't expect them to show kind of the trauma side. 
of what Obi-Wan's going through. Yeah. That's right. what's surprising me about it. Yeah. Um, where it looked, the trailers, which you missed, yes. looked fairly somber. Um, there is the voiceover. Obi-Wan has a voiceover of, uh, it's over. We lost. Uh, the Jedi have ended or something like that. That conversation where he, that he has. In the desert. Very hopeful Jedi who's on the run. Yeah. Um, which was also crazy that we get to see how the Inquisitors hunt Jedi, or at least how Reva does, and how um, uh, the Grand Inquisitor does. Uh, and then we see Obi-Wan just being burnt out, and he has fully given up. Like, I can't think of a time that I have seen in film, like, a better example of someone who has completely lost hope and given up. Um that's a good. That's a good point. Especially in Star Wars, where the theme of almost every show or movie is hope. Uh, it's always a, it's always hope. Yeah, and he has. We're watching someone with no hope. Um, like uh, he had hope, and everything's lost. So it's over. He's gonna go cut up some fish meat in the desert until he's dead. Is his plan? Um, yeah, it's wild. And then we see the repercussions of that, and he seems bothered by it, but it's not like his call to action. He's still like, I told him to run. <laughs> I, told I told him, him to, to bury, bury the lightsaber. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't do it. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, the Inquisitors are really intense, especially Reva. Like, she is hell-bent, uh, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, something that nobody knew from the trailers... Mm-hmm. is the uh, Organa family being in the show at all. Yes, I didn't expect <laughs> I didn't expect how heavy they were going to get about Leia. Yeah, it's an Obi-Wan and Leia show, which is wild. <laughs> did and not I, know she was in it. And I will say this, I think they did a fantastic job of Here's one of the most accurate things I think they did. It is so Carrie Fisher's Leia. Yes. In this child. Yep. Of just this rebellious fuck politics. This is yeah. all bullshit and boring. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. I don't want to be in this. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Yep. Uh, she's rad. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little annoying because she's a kid. Yeah. But, um, you so see, you just look at it as petulance. But at the same time, I think it's, it's doing a great show of this is the Leia we end up seeing grow and mature yeah exactly you know what i mean in nine years she's gonna be the one who's you're a little short to be a stormtrooper <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so there's a lot of that which i like yeah she's very cool i loved seeing bail i i gasped like a nerd when i like because leo's there leo's mom who i was pretty i was pretty sure is played by somebody else and she is they couldn't get the original actress from episode three uh and then bail shut up and i went <gasps> and my girlfriend was like oh my god <laughs> So that was cool. And then uh, Flea mm-hmm. <laughs> shows up in Star Wars. That was not expected. Not expected. And every like review or breakdown of episode one and two that I've seen, nobody calls him by his character's name. Nobody remembers his character's name. It's just Flea. Flea. <laughs> and then Flea comes and kidnaps Leia. Uh, same thing with uh, Thundercat being in Book of Boba Fett. Yep. It's <laughs> like, oh, and then Thundercat, Thundercat gives there. him a new arm or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. I think there's going to be a new famous bassist <laughs> in every every Star Wars show. I think it's cool also how Jedi have always been depicted as kind of the sword to meet the sword. Mm. Right? Like it's kind of the Jedi are the ones that step up. Yeah. And this is the one where Obi-Wan is not capable of stepping up in any situation. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And... They're doing a good job of transitioning. 
yeah. the Obi-Wan we knew from the prequels into the Obi-Wan into the original yeah. series, they're showing us that transition yeah, very, very well. Yeah, he needs to go through his darkest times yes. and then get out of it to be kind of a crazy old man <laughs> who gets back in touch with the Force. Yeah. Yeah. Um, end of episode two. Big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed in the stomach. He's in Rebels, which takes place after this. So we'll <coughs> see what happens there. Yes. I think he's like not dead. I want to say that there's going to be like a race for his seat and then it's going to be revealed that he's still around or something like that. But it's going to like push the Inquisitors to try even harder to try to get that, that mm-hmm. chair. Against each other. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is very cool. I also really like the whole the Inquisitors are working towards the same goal, but not really on the same team. <laughs> like they kind of hate each other. They're well, in theory, like vicious co-workers. <laughs> in theory, the Sith has the rule of two. Yeah, I right? don't think they're Sith, though. They're not, but they want to be. Yeah. Right? So, in theory, uh, you don't work together, really. In yeah. reality, you're against each other for power. Yeah. So Interesting, yeah. Right? Yep. Very cool. Because um, if you look into the... If you look if you look at... um, Not Clone Wars. Which, what is it? Rebels? <clears throat> yeah, Rebels. There's that whole arc of Vader having uh what's his name as his own his uh, own apprentice yes and he has an apprentice that he keeps in secret yeah and then palpatine finds out yeah so then vader quote unquote kills his own apprentice got it to prove to palpatine yeah but vader's really trying to overthrow palpatine was that in clone wars are you thinking of dooku because Dooku had Asajj Ventress. Dooku did it too. Yeah. But no, Vader does it as well. <laughs> oh, No, it's the video games. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I was going to say, that's that sounds it like the Force Unleashed. <laughs> yes, it's the video games. My bad. My bad. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which was an awesome story. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so, speaking of Vader, how did you feel about the Vader reveal at the end? Very, very intense. But my immediate thought was, are they going to go, who's doing the voice? Yeah. Because that's going to be the big thing here. Yep. Because if they're like, Hayden, you got you got to do the voice, it's going to be like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah. That's not Hayden's Vader's voice, voice through a modulator or whatever. <clears throat> it's just that that's not that's not Vader's voice. Yeah. So that was going to be super weird to me. I, my girlfriend was telling me, she goes, that's Hayden. That's right. That's Hayden Christensen. She goes, he's back. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, uh, you, so you had no idea that Hayden was back. I knew there was a red lightsaber. You missed so many potential spoilers. He has been in every marketing material for the really? show ever. That, that was not a secret at all. The show is advertised as Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen in the new Obi-Wan show. So it was like a very clear, not secret. I had no idea that Leia and the Organas were in it. I had no idea that Flea was in it. I had no idea that probably only one episode takes place on Tatooine. Every episode seems right? to be on a different planet, which I love. That's taking us away from that, finally. Because we've talked about that. Book like, of Boba. Finally do Mando, something not yeah. on Tatooine. Yes. We get, it's a very important planet <laughs> to this one story, but the story's over. Do something else. But um, but yeah, so I'm I'm very glad. It was very hard for me to talk about the show at all around you without saying the obvious. The So Hayden does the uh, unmasked Vader in makeup and Mm -hmm. prosthetic. He is the body for Vader. So when you see Vader walking around in like 
fighting with obi-wan it's anakin and james earl jones is doing the voice which is like i was gonna say like uh, yeah it's it's a perfect match yeah i uh i i when the prequels came out yeah there was a huge shift in the fandom because of the technology they had Mm. right i don't mean like the canon technology i mean the filming technology yeah like, remember the Darth Maul fight? Yep. And everybody was just, what the fuck? <laughs> Duel of the Fates? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That... That was very cool. But that kind of was so different than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. But what I'm liking now is that in the original trilogy, we only really saw lightsabers with the very few rare, uh, like, force wielders. Yeah. Right? Not even Palpatine. It was Vader. mm it was Luke. It was Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's that's it. No other lightsabers. Wow. That was it. Those are literally the only people who had lightsabers in the original. Wow. That's it. And I, huh. I, again, due to technology at the time, the way they fought yeah. was so different yes. versus the prequels. What I like about this is that they're bringing it back to the original style of fighting with the lightsabers. It's halfway between three and four. It's Yes. <laughs> and they're making it... <coughs> And showing that because they can, because in reality, when we get to the original trilogy, all that's left is Obi-Wan, Luke, and Vader. Yeah. So we're getting like a reset button. But what's cool about this is that they're showing why it's like this. And I don't know why I never realized this. Hmm. They showed it in in episode three, I think, Mm -hmm. when they finally meet. Yeah. They fight like that, partially because Obi-Wan's old. He's been traumatized he has issues with the force disconnected from the force yeah he's, he, he hasn't been practicing yeah i forgot that with vader anakin lost his legs yeah vader and is taller arms. yeah he lost his arms he has mechanical strength in his arms yeah the way he wields that is so heavy and strong and they yeah. showed a scene of when they finally started fighting he's literally towering physically over him yeah and he's coming down and you're seeing obi-wan he does like a switch, yeah. Like, a, like he's pushing, he's pushing, pulling on like a switch grip, yeah. As Vader comes down, and like it just clicked to me. I was like, they showed us that he's pretty much machine, yeah. <laughs> and he's taller because of this, because yeah. he has bigger legs. He's mostly a droid fighting with a lightsaber, and that's why the fight style is so different. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this crazy acrobatic. Yeah, it's this super powerful, like massive sword style of fighting. It's like a claymore. Yes. He's like fighting with a claim. Yes. Yeah. Which ends up tra- transitioning into how they fight in the original trilogy. Yeah. And I was just like, this is amazing that, it's, they're, that it's, they're doing it like this because it makes sense in every facet. Yeah. It's the the lightsaber fighting was so good in the prequels that it made the lightsaber fighting in the originals a little bit less good. Yeah. And then this show is making the originals better by yes. like kind of canonically, like you said, explaining it's connecting like, the dots for everybody. Obi-Wan's tired. Vader is just swinging for power. And like, he, ha- he he's machine now. Yeah. He's not a human. He is swinging to bifurcate Obi-Wan. <laughs> and he can. Yeah. He's one-handing yeah. against Obi-Wan's entire body. <laughs> exactly. And it's because he's so tall and physically strong because he's machine now. And so fueled by like the force and hatred and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's now, really cool. now it's all... It's like putting a sandwich... It's like seeing the cross-section of a perfect sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, oh, we're seeing that, that ingredient that we never saw before. Yeah. And we're like, oh, there's, yeah. 
there's garlic aioli. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the garlic aioli bridges everything. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really like how they're portraying Obi-Wan. Yeah. Just like downtrodden, hopeless. Ewan McGregor's so good. Yeah. Uh, so many good things to say about it. I loved uh, Freck in the last episode, by the way. The the little mole guy in the truck. He's like, oh, yeah, hop on board. Your Imperials aren't that bad. You know, they, they, they keep me safe. You know, they're good guys. Nothing wrong with a little order. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I said to my girlfriend, <laughs> I was like, uh, this is when you meet like a really kind Trump supporter. <laughs> it's like. Defend the blue line, giant uh, flag on you're, the back. <laughs> you're a really nice guy. But like. Dang, we disagree. Um, that was really interesting. And then, of course, he like backstabbed him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I. Oh man, I was of course talking about this with my girlfriend, and she was making points. Comic book wise, book wise, you can f- just you can cut off the force. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> I forget the name of the. There's a there's a species that invade the galaxy that attack force sensitive people. Mm-hmm. And I believe this was after the Jedi Temple was rebuilt and Luke Skywalker has a whole new order of Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the Jedi have to learn to disconnect from the Force so they can't get detected. Mm-hmm. So there's a way to to like actively do it. Yeah. And Luke's done it multiple times so he doesn't get detected by somebody. Yeah. I couldn't tell if Obi-Wan disconnected for his safety and he just kind of like numbed himself to everything. Yeah. Or the trauma of everything he went through and everything he's living through is disconnecting him naturally. I can't I, tell which one it is. I think both. Uh, I think both. I think he's so, like, like he feels defeated by the Force and by the Jedi and things mm. like that. Like, it, it's it's that's a bad thing to be. Like, it's over. It's We lost. I want to, like, <coughs> compartmentalize that part of my right, life. Right, right. And then these little glimpses that we're seeing in the show, which I'm assuming are, like, some of the first few times that he's been confronted about, like, trying to get back into the game or something. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He's, like, making the choice to stay cut off. Yeah. Um, but then at, at the other side, he's been uh, he's been trying to reach out to Qui-Gon, and he can't because he's he's cut off from the Force. He's cut off from the Force. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to. So there's clearly going to be some arc where he <clears> learns <throat> to, like, reconnect with the Force in some way. And then and then we see Liam Neeson. I can't. I he, Like, he's got to be in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Force ghost Liam Neeson. I'm going to lose my gourd. <laughs> I bet you they do it in the final episode. Yeah, I I think that's good. Imagine be, if they yeah. honey dick us in the final episode. He like Obi Wan's like pleading and he's like concentrating so hard, and you just see a blue glow. You just see a blue glow, and then like it's like a, it's like a, 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 like slowly zooms out, and you see just somebody step forward with the blue glow, and then it just goes zoom, and it closes. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you you sure do know how to write a terrible show. <laughs> master and then the end yeah um yeah i'm i'm very excited to oh see yeah because they said they're not going to do a season two yeah it, it is a it's i mean they said it's a, a limited series it was supposed to be a movie um i heard from one of my friends today it's supposed it was supposed to be a trilogy um but i always heard that it was just supposed to be a movie um and then that's why they just kind of stretched it out they got to make those disney plus dollars yeah i wonder why they didn't go movie i think we talked about this a little bit before i think partially because of solo solo bombed um, so but, doing like a character specific side story movie. Solo bombed without Harrison Ford. Right. That's but they brought happened. back Obi-Wan and 
freaking Aiden Christensen. Yeah, they brought back <laughs> the Obi-Wan yeah. and the Vader. Yeah. That's a very different experience. The Vaders. Yeah. You brought back the Vaders. You, <laughs> you brought back the... And this is... <clears throat> I'm not going to shit on Solo because I, I loved it. Yeah. I thought, it was, I thought it was really fun. It's grown on me so much over the years. I also think it was just well done. Yeah. They did a good job with what they had. Yeah. I thought the Paul Bettany character was a little weird, but yeah. I think overall they did a good job of it early young Solo. Yeah. There are a few kind of groany parts. Parts of it did feel like a checklist of Han Solo's backstory. Like what? Like, oh, he has a cool gun. Hey, everybody, here's how he gets this cool gun. But that's it's like, that's not what we needed to but see. That's his iconic blaster. Yeah. Oh, his last name. What's his family name? He doesn't have a family name. Oh, so you're alone <laughs> that part was cheesy but the blaster makes sense yeah to me the blaster is so iconic to him like his pose is with his blaster yeah yeah right yeah. like that's his lightsaber yeah that's like the that's how luke gets his lightsaber that's yeah yeah true 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 it, it's a big i don't know yeah i'm also a fanboy <laughs> so i always i always joke they could have just shown the falcon flying around a whole bunch of times and I would be like, this is the best thing. <laughs> Doing cool flips and tricks yeah. and stuff. Which, shoot. I mean, kind of was episode seven. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good parts of episode seven were just, just awesome. Look at these other tricks the Millennium Falcon can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, how did you feel about the... Uh, I mean, also, like, speaking of cutting himself off from the force and, like, definitely being, like, overwhelmed, he's just running. <laughs> like, I, th- I, it was almost comical what do you that mean? when uh, Vader was chasing him, he just ran, and then Vader cut him off, so he ran. <laughs> and then, well, he knows he can't win. Yeah, exactly. He finally, like, took out the lightsaber when it was the only option, when he needed to when defend he was himself or get cleaved in half. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, and then he starts <laughs> he starts force choking him. And I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, that's that's what Vader does. And then he starts burning him alive. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> this is this is that shit that I kind of wanted to see that I wouldn't have expected. Well, Vader was Vader was always like this epitome of of misery. Yeah. Right? So yeah, he's fucking brutal. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, he wants him to like suffer. The fact that he would just kill officers, yeah, for no regard. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, he was just a a person who just fed on that anger and misery. Yeah, just killing. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, the early Vader stories, if you read the comics and everything and the books, mm. he's a fucking savage. Yeah, <laughs> and not like a good savage, not like like savage cool like he was a savage savages and he was a bloodthirsty animal yeah it's it's really wild yeah just wanting to kill everybody do you have any other uh theories of where you think the rest of the season will go obviously i think we're both in agreement that qui-gon probably will show Qui-Gon up. has to show up at the very least his voice yeah grand inquisitor <clears throat> alive secretly alive in some way he comes back we know we find out that he's alive i think Leia gets reunited soon. Yeah. And I think... I, I kind of want the Leia stuff to kind of wrap up. They're dragging it out. I, I want, like, the second half of the season to maybe be more about Luke. So we get I to see him th- I don't think Leia it's a, and Luke. I don't think Luke... I don't think there's a lot about Luke. Really? At all. Luke Absolutely. knows about him. Oh, old Ben, that crazy old hermit. <laughs> he at he, least knows him. He He's knows him, him as that. Yeah. Leia knows Ben as Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Right? Like, that's Obi-Wan how... Kenobi. Obi-Wan yeah help me obi-wan you're my, right, right like that's a name i haven't heard in a long time right exactly <laughs> yeah. so we know the leia thing wraps up with the bow and leia and ben 
have that tie yeah luke and him don't really have that tie yeah i mean maybe but i mean in the movies really all we get to know is uh obi-wan kenobi you helped you served with my father in the clone wars and apparently now it's like um yeah also you went across the galaxy together for like a week like you know this guy you've met (laughs) you said he wished you wished he was your father yeah uh, which, oh my god, that scene. There are two scenes in the last episode that just made me go, oh, this is so cool. Uh, one was when he remembers being taken as a child by the Jedi, because that's like an he aspect of the Jedi about, yeah. that isn't really talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, they kind of take you from your family. Yeah, they do abduct yeah. you as a young yeah. child. Yep. Uh, and he had like flashes of his parents, and like, I never thought of Obi-Wan's parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think of Jedi's parents. And he thinks he had a brother. Like, if that's never explored, I just think that's so interesting. Like, that's just such a nice little nugget of lore and backstory and world building. That was fascinating. And then the other conversation that, like, gave me goosebumps is, what does the force feel like? Have you ever been scared of the dark? Yeah. And then when you turn on a light, you feel better? Yeah. That's what it feels like. Oh, my uh. God. <laughs> that was so cool. And that's such a good visualization for us. Like, we don't know what's out there. So, like, the force is out there. We don't see it. We can't see it. And then being connected to the force, you could see it and you could sense it and you know it's there. Like, I I literally feel like I understand the force yes. better than I ever have as a Star Wars fan because of that one line. And that it makes so much sense. The delivery that he has in his in his dialogue is also very much like a yeah he's just Ewan McGregor is just is just crushing it he's slaying it he's yeah. just slaying it that's the thing <laughs> he's just slaying it he he's a really good in between episode three Ewan and episode four Alec Guinness like he's he speaks a little bit slower and more like thought out he's tired yeah and his voice is a little different. Um, it's, it's so, it's you, so you good. Can, that's it. You could tell he's just, he's tired. Yeah, exactly. Not just, he's not like tired and sleepy. He's tired of just spiritually. He's worn out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's worn out bad. Yeah. I'm very, <coughs> very excited. Yes, it is. It's fantastic. I will say I'm a little like, there's some very slight, not retconning, not quite plot holes, but just like. Like what? <sighs> I was always very under the assumption that uh, Vader and Obi-Wan never met since episode three. Really? Oh, yeah. because of what he says. Last they time meet we Death met, uh, I was but the learner. Now yeah. I am the master. Yeah. They just met. <laughs> and yeah. that was not the case. So, I don't know. Unless maybe they meet again and Obi-Wan is still like the master or something like that i wouldn't be surprised if we find we know obi-wan connects with the force again yeah we know he does exactly because yeah. he he has the force he teaches Luke. episode he, yeah he <laughs> turns into a force ghost i mean you start off with him i think he starts off with no he doesn't there's no jawas i was gonna say i think he uses the force immediately and then he just no he just like screams and <laughs> Salt and sand person, yeah. <laughs> I uh, love that. But he, in, in the first episode, he's openly okay with using his lightsaber. He uses it in the cantina. Yeah. He just fucking cuts off a dude's arm. <laughs> yeah, for getting a little aggressive. Yeah, he's just like, fuck off. Yeah. He uh, he uses it on the guard. Yeah. He uses the force, the mind trick on yeah, the guard. Yeah, so he, he's back. So he's back. So, so something in this show needs to give him the hope, I think, is what it is. Something connects him. Yeah. And I think that's when he confronts confronts Vader again. He bests him, and that's where it drives Vader even more mad and makes him think that he's still 
Master Kenobi versus the Apprentice Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what fuels this even more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I really think. cool. Yeah. So he's going to get his hope and he's going to get, uh, he's going to meet Qui-Gon. <laughs> What's up? There was a piece of dialogue in the very, very beginning. Yeah. Where like, it make that's why this is really why I think we see a comeback other than canonically, this is what happens in the movie in the movies. But Yoda says, more training for you I have. Yeah. In your seclusion or whatever he says. Yeah. On Tatooine. Uh, so we know that he has training. So we know he has to still connect to the Force. Let me hit you with something right now. Okay. Does he go to Dagobah? Because he's more training for you I have. Yoda isn't dead yet. So Yoda's, Yoda's not going to appear as a Force ghost. Does no. he go to Yoda and learn from him? Because we've seen Frank Oz come back as Yoda in episode eight. I mean, also, Yoda told him where he was going. He's going. He's, he's like, I'm the, going to Dagobah. At, you're going to. At watch the end the of boy. episode three, he said to Dagobah, I will go in exile. I must be or whatever. Like, yeah. he, he says to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Because that's when he then says, more training for you I have. Yeah. In your, in your isolation or in your whatever phrasing he uses. Yeah, exactly. Like, he tells him. Yeah. Obi-Wan's the only one, I think, who knows that Yoda's on Dagobah. Interesting, yeah. Cool. And here's the other thing. Mm. This is this is why I'm confused. I don't think maybe Obi-Wan is forcefully disconnected from the Force. Because Yoda could definitely do that. But Yoda's hiding in Dagobah with the, the Force energy of all the life on that planet. Yeah, exactly. But I wonder if it's because Yoda's just so fucking strong in the Force. You know what I mean? Like, Yoda's on Palpatine's level. Mm. So maybe it's just a matter of... I can't hide this shit. Yeah. This is just too much. So I need to go in a place where I'm just... <laughs> where I'm going to be, like, masked yeah, by I'm all just the masked by energy. all the shit that's on the planet. Yeah. And that's why instead. Yeah, and yeah, and Obi-Wan's on a desert. <laughs> so he would shine at, like, a light bulb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like... Yeah. Very interesting. <sighs> I'm excited. It's, I'm very excited to see so where it goes. Good. I will also tell you this. Uh, from all of the trailers and all of the photos that we have seen of the show... There's nothing that we haven't already seen yet. We haven't seen a single still image from episode four, five, or six, which has me very excited. Because usually trailers show a little bit from some pretty late into the show episodes. Like Book of Boba Fett, we saw quite a bit. Stranger Um, Things, even. Yeah. Like there's things in Stranger Things that I've now seen, and I know, well, that's going to happen somehow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, right before we get into Stranger Things, the, there there are so many things in trailers where it's like, even I loved, I, I finished season four of Stranger Things, you didn't, I loved it, but there were some plot points where I was like, I, I know where this is going, because it was in the trailer, which is yeah. always a little disappointing. Obi-Wan really hasn't done that. From the trailers, there's... Uh, <laughs> There were scenes in the trailer from Tatooine. There was a lot of Tatooine. Uh, there was that um, like cyberpunk city that they go to in episode two. We saw the Forlom robot, if that was Forlom, or the same model droid. Yeah. Um, and then we saw that loader droid. Uh, we saw a glimpse of him. I like how the loader droid has the fucking like hammer. He was going to beat the shit out of the fucking bash in a guy's <laughs> skull. Yeah. I also like how... like. Um, uh like humanized that r- the droid was that didn't talk like you could see its head move from side to side and you could tell that it was like thinking and it had a personality it just was banned from talking yeah um so that was very cool 
Um, but yeah, we haven't seen anything past that. And then we saw uh, Vader getting suited up. So like we saw the robot arm go into his stumps, and then we saw the helmet coming down. We didn't see his head, but um, we saw we we knew for a fact that Vader was going to be in it. I like that scene where he finds out that Vader's alive. Yeah. And do you think that was him, like, looking through the Force? Like, he no. could see Vader getting suited up, or he just... I think he thought he died. Yeah. And he was living with the fact that he killed his best friend. Exactly. And, and then, then that shock at the end of episode two, when he hears that he's still alive. He's alive. Yeah. And, like, it just zooms in on his absolutely shocked and disgusted face. And panic. Yeah. He was panicking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, God. He was breathing heavy and freaking out. Yeah. And that actually, I don't think he had any idea what he looked like because the two things in episode three, we see him have uh, an illusion of Anakin just standing in the desert. Mm -hmm. He he must have figured that's probably what he looks like. Like he probably got healed. He doesn't look all scabby anymore. Uh, And then when he finally does see him, he says, what have you become? Uh, So he's like, what the fuck? You're like a big, scary black robot guy now. Um, So, yeah, that was interesting. And then the I am what you made me. Oh, Oh my god, it's such a great show so far. I'm so pleasantly surprised. Um, changing gears into another half of a TV show season that we've Spoiler seen. alert. Spoiler alert for Stranger Things Season 4. <laughs> you have seen four episodes. There are seven episodes in total. The last episode is quite a doozy. Uh, it's like an hour and 50 minutes. Um, so you've seen about half of it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the whole thing, but we'll only talk up to episode four. I just finished seeing Max survive. Yeah. Uh, which, holy crap, <laughs> what a scene. That was absolutely incredible. How are you liking it so far? I Each season, they have to build the world. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, each time, I'm just, this is cool. I'm here for the scary monsters. Let's go. Like, I, I want to <laughs> okay, see that interesting. shit. So while it's cool and the immersion is neat and seeing being transported in time, yeah. it's all super authentic. Yeah, I was just like, okay, what's happening? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. So. Um, I, I am also not a fan of typically how they've been doing the world building, which is like bad guy of the season. So like season one, Demogorgon. Uh, season two, the the uh, mind flayer, big smoke monster. Season three, the big meat monster, <laughs> the Cronenberg. Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> The Cronenberg Marty Morty, um, and then season the season four Vecna. Um, I will say season four Vecna is definitely the scariest of all four. I don't know, dude. The death scenes of when people get like Vecna to death. The it's so CGI. It's just it's so CGI, but it's like haunting imagery. And then, like, you see the shots of when they, like, look through the trailer park door. I, I, I think the the scariest part about Vecna is how Vecna hunts. Yeah. And it slowly traps yep. people and haunts them. Yep. And they hear the clock. It's and they inescapable. see the clock. Yeah. And, like, the clock's counting down. Yep. And there's always a piece of trauma that they have that it feeds on. Yeah. Yeah. That, although I will say... The season before that. The Cronenberg? Is it the Cronenberg? What what were you what were you gonna reference? I could I could tell you what season it is. I think it is the Cronenberg. No, it's not the Cronenberg, the one before that. Is the one where Will is like yes. possessed? Yes. Yeah. That was 
in my opinion, the creepiest one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the creepiest one. And then they're trying to save him. Yeah. And they're locking him in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> that was the creepiest And Joyce one. is like yelling into his face while the, he's like angry. The creepiest buzzing. one. Yeah. The creepiest one is when he's, he's, he's in that, that, that building and Mike's there with him mm-hmm. and Mike's trying to snap him out of it. And then Will comes out of it and he's crying and he's just, I'm sorry. I did. I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. And that's when they all, they get attacked. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking, that's by far, in my opinion, the creepiest, scariest. Yeah. One. You got a point there. Uh, season one was creepy cause it's just big, scary monster with teeth, which is a painful way to go. Uh, run and the lights start going yeah that was still and then like the ambient creepiness like that one was creepy not so much scary but creepy because mm-hmm. like what is going on the radio static and then the lights flickering and the buzzing and stuff like that and joyce getting shocked through the phone and and in season one having no idea why any of this was happening like not even really getting what the upside down is yet and stuff like that mm-hmm. season two being possessed and like not being able to control it and nobody on the outside being able to control it mm-hmm. and then season three was big scary meat monster i don't remember much more than that but i, I that was when that. billy died Billy was possessed. Billy was possessed. They and lock a, him in the sauna, yeah. trying to kill it. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. And then the uh, the meat monster was made up of a bunch of dead people, which was pretty fucked up. It was yeah, that was, I think the goriest one. Yeah, definitely. And then this one is like '80s horror movie. Like they keep referencing Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and it's like Halloween and like mm-hmm. Vecna just calmly walking towards you because it's inescapable. He's gonna get you. Mm-hmm. And he's like feeding off of your fear and your insecurities and your guilt and stuff like that. It's it's good. It's really good. And then there's still they brought back a lot of the wait, what the fuck is going on of like he's plugged into those like tentacles and he like floats up and down in that creepy old house. Um, and then the clock, like, what the fuck is the clock? <laughs> I don't understand the connection between all four different. I know they're all from the same area, the upside down. Yes. I don't know their hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, there is a hierarchy explained, actually. Oh, really? I, I think later in the season, okay. Okay. uh, Dustin has a theory, which is just shout out to Dustin this season. Like Dustin. Dustin's hilarious. Runs the show. He's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a perfect blend of humor and character yeah same thing with um steve steve him yes. and steve the like best. their chemistry is what keeps it not light but it kind of takes off the pressure yeah of what they're showing across the board yeah exactly you know just <laughs> seeing them give each other like the dirty looks <laughs> yeah i love the the their character arc by the way just their like bromance which season one they barely interacted season two steve was the babysitter so Mm -hmm. like they spoke a little bit season three they were best friends (laughs) which is so cool to see and then season four they're like best friends who are kind of drifting apart (laughs) and they're like they've been friends long enough where they shit on each other now yeah (laughs) and stuff like that it's it's so cool um yeah i love it and then Oh my god! How emotional was that scene with uh, Max uh, trying not to get Vecna? And I forgot all of those scenes. Yeah, I forgot all the like because I haven't watched Stranger Things since it came out. Yeah, the last oh, season the, came out. The flashes the of all those happy scenes. I hey, did too. Hey, how young do they look? Holy <laughs> shit! 
if you go back and look at like season one will or 11 babies they're babies yeah. <laughs> and dustin when he had no like top row of teeth yeah and he was just like a little smooth skinned baby boy <laughs> yeah they were they were kids um yeah it's it's so good so emotional hopper's storyline is very exciting like it's a very different vibe uh which i like um like when they when they cut away from what's happening in hawkins and california and they go to russia uh and like his whole like escape plan and stuff like that um that guard by the way who helps him out is Mm -hmm. and uh he's a big character in game of thrones really yeah oh cool cool, cool. he's like uh, one of the assassins that trains uh Oh, I forget her name. One of the Starks, Arya. Um, yeah, that is all exciting. Uh, I don't want to say too much because I don't they know. They just got caught. Caught. Uh, they just got turned in by um, the guy's pilot, Yuri. Yuri. Yuri just turned him over. Also, so, Yuri. Incredible new character. <laughs> fucking annoying. Yuri Murray. Yuri Murray. <laughs> so good. Um, how do you like Eddie? The new like loser D and D hasn't graduated from high school in three. I years. like Eddie. He's cool. Eddie's really cool. In episode one, I thought he was a little too like quirky eighties. A everybody when looking he talks at me, I'm the to, main character. Uh, Cheryl, when he's selling her pot, yeah, he was very it, it, complete. Like you saw the layers of who he is as exactly, a and that's that's what sold it to me. And then when you see his absolute terror when she dies, and like how that affects him for the next few episodes and stuff like that, I like he's excellent addition he's very the, cool i think he's i think he's very cool yep. i i like how uh yeah he 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 has genuine care yeah like when cheryl's re- like going through the curse and he's yeah like, hey cheryl this hey, isn't hey i don't like this i don't like this you okay like wake up let's stop doing this so yeah like, exactly <laughs> yeah. i like i like how he's not a compl- like he could have been a scumbag you yeah. could have made him a scumbag character yeah 100 percent. which i like um billy came back for his cameo and what I saw when Vecna played Billy. Oh, in yeah. Max's uh, hallucination. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, it could have been like CGI or old footage or something like that. Because for that dude to show back up, get makeup, <laughs> to just like walk and then go away. And maybe he shows up more uh, later in the season. But uh, well, it was cool to see him. Yeah. I, I like how it's. I, so what do you think is the magic behind Stranger Things? Because I think the magic is it is a blend of a horror, a thriller, a drama, and it also does a great job of, of uh, oh my gosh, I was about to say it. I wasn't going to say period piece because that's completely wrong, but it, it does a good job of kind of like mystery in a way. Hmm. Because I feel each and every season we go through a what what's going on? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Why is that happening? And then you learn with the cast. Yeah. Because each each season the cast is their own detectives. Yeah. Exactly. What's happening? Why is it happening? Yeah. How do we beat this? How do we stop this? We have to solve this. We're getting stopped by somebody. The level of let's not talk to the police again this season was pretty egregious to me. <laughs> like season one, I get it. You have this fugitive girl who showed up in like a hospital gown. Yeah. And like clearly something weird is going on and, and stuff like that. And then like the, the police are helping, but they're not doing enough. So you need to go do your own thing. And like, I get that. Like they had a good reason. But now it's season four. It's like, well, we can't get the military involved, <laughs> the the FBI involved, the police involved. It, that was also very interesting that they showed. By the way, that was a really intense action scene when they like they attacked the house. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> it went from Stranger Things to John Wick for yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> that was like a legit, like that was so cool. A legit act gun scene. That was a yeah. legit gun scene that they did. Yeah, it was awesome. Was surprising. Yeah, I, I shoot you, run, and they were like holding onto his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, I, I think the, I think it's neat that they show and admit, hey, we're not on the government side. Yeah, we're not aligned. Yeah, we actually are against each other. Yeah. So if they if Group X finds out, this isn't good. That was cool. We're Group Y. Yeah. And I like what's his name, <coughs> Papa. Papa. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Papa. Yeah. How how he how he says, listen, kid. I know you've been getting told by guys like me all your life about what to do. Yeah. So I'm letting you choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up to you. You say the word, we leave. We get you your superpowers. Yeah. Right? Stronger than before. Yeah. And if not, that's fine. Yeah. I like that. They showed a good side that's finally with them. Yeah. Which it's never really been that. Yeah. It's always Before it was only Hopper. Yeah, exactly. And now it's finally, no, 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 no. That guy was in uh, season two. Mm-hmm. He was the one who was like helping Will not be possessed so he was like yeah. kind of an okay guy but he was also in season two he was aware of the entire situation and was not really the nicest guy don't mm, forget yeah 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 right because that was the military facility that they were trying to keep secret yeah yeah but he does end up like you're you're right he ends up being good he i think he um he helps somebody escape i think yeah he does something he helps someone with the power like he messes with the power so the, the demo dogs the, de- like, the demo dogs up. attack and i think he gets out with people yeah oh uh he, i think he tries to save what's his name samwise yeah yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah yeah samwise yeah samwise yeah rest in peace <laughs> that was sad that was sad yeah bob <laughs> yeah bob um i uh so overall yeah maybe it's too early to ask you this question because i'm only season i'm only episode four yep maybe episode five tonight yeah probably episode five tonight out of all the four seasons what would you rate and if you don't want to answer this now you want to wait for me to finish you can but. i was gonna ask you if you really want me to answer that because i have seen the whole thing you have seen four episodes i mean I think we differ enough on opinions. I I will say four episodes in, I was like, this is pretty good. Do you want me to say? I'll leave it up to you. When the credits rolled for episode seven, granted, there are two more episodes coming out in July. Oh, really? Yes. So episodes one through seven are out and then eight and nine come out in July. They're going to be like two hours apiece. The first one is an hour and 20 minutes. The second one is two and a half hours. <laughs> It is a it is a near infinity war <laughs> level feature length film. I think also don't forget. I think Stranger Things is Netflix number one cash cow. It absolutely is. It is uh, the uh, they released this statement. Um, season four of Stranger Things is the most streamed content over one weekend in Netflix's history. <laughs> So it is the most streamed thing, which I Memorial Day weekend, everybody had it off. I, I just marathon the whole thing. So that makes sense. I've never watched 11 or 10 hours of Netflix in one weekend. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Um, but it's so gripping. Like I couldn't stop. 
I'll ju- I'm, I'm going to say it. When the credits rolled on episode seven, my girlfriend and I unanimously agreed this is the best season so far. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? Okay. The... So what I was going to say before, the the way they historically have been doing world building, I'm not a huge fan of. Season one, Demogorgon. Season two, there's Demo Dogs and the Mind Flare. No mention of the Demogorgon. <laughs> and then the, the we never really find out what the relevance of those two are. Season three, no mention of the above three. <laughs> it's Cronenberg Monster. <laughs> Completely different. Seems to have something to do with the Mind Flare, but not really clear what it is. I'm like, oh boy, season three. They just keep piling on questions <laughs> and not giving a lot of answers. <laughs> season four... I don't think you've gotten there yet, but they do what I wish they have been doing with. They they explain a little bit more than they ask. Um, That's And I amazing. really like the payoff of what they've explained. And there's still almost four episodes of the season left coming out in July because it's an hour and a half and two yeah. and a half hours. So it's like three hours and 50 minutes of more Stranger Things season four. And then season five is going to be the last season. There's another season? Yes. <laughs> Season five is going to be the last. We don't know when it's going to come out. Um, is it done filming? No, they haven't started. I don't think it's. I don't. These think, kids are going to be like twenty-seven years yes, old. Yes, they are. Uh, and that's why it's so jarring <laughs> when we see scenes of season one. Shit came out in twenty sixteen. <laughs> it has literally been six years. Yeah. Uh, no season has come out in less than sixteen months after the previous season. Vecna is the name they give her from Dungeon and Dragons for a relatable concept. That's not the official title of this thing, correct? Like I, that's what the characters call it. So essentially, I mean, the Demogorgon isn't what it's officially called. And I will say, as a diehard D and D fan, I love the D and D representation in the show. We talked in a group chat, a text message chat of like, do we think Stranger Things helped add D? Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I played D and D with so many people who wouldn't have touched it if it weren't for Stranger Things. Because so Stranger I applaud Things. them for that. The names that they are giving to the characters are so different than <laughs> what those characters are in Dungeons and Dragons. So Vecna doesn't exist in D&D. Demogorgon is a god from hell. There's like nine gods from hell. So like think of like Thor, Odin, Loki, like that level <laughs> powerful, but they're giant like 100 foot tall demons. The Demogorgon is a giant demon with tentacles for arms and two baboon heads. Okay. And it is like you don't fight it in D&D. It's literally just a god that exists. It's like uh, yeah, it's just extremely powerful. Like he took a part in creating hell. So like the humanoid has a mouth for a face thing being called a demogorgon. Fine, whatever. <laughs> to give it a cool name, whatever. Mind flare, which seems to be like the boss of the upside down, like big smoke monster infiltrates Will's mind, things like that. Mind flayers in D and D are chumps. <laughs> like you kill them all the time. They're scary. They have they're like humanoid and they have like octopuses for heads. They look like Davy Jones, but okay. they wear like vampire cloaks and they have like psychic powers. So that's why they called it the mind flayer because it like infiltrated um, his mind or whatever. And the reason they called it Demogorgon is because I think way back in the eighties when they were playing their D and D campaign. Demogorgon was a thing that you fight and they just fought it in their campaign. So being like 10 year old kids, they're like, oh, it's like the Demogorgon, whatever monster they fought 
in their last campaign is probably what they would have yeah. called the thing. So that yeah. makes sense. Mind flare makes sense. Psychic powers, but like power band level, completely different. Right. Season three, they called it. What do they call it in season three? Cronenberg. It wasn't a Cronenberg. I think it was just the mind flare. <coughs> no. Season three? Yeah, I don't think it had a name. I don't think season well, three had only... like a D and D name. And then so Vecna is Vecna's the closest. Because Vecna in D&D is like a lich. So like a wizard who did some Palpatine type powers to... Um, the, the, Vecna is basically like episode nine Palpatine. Is a a bad, bad, bad wizard who did some evil dark ass shit to live forever. And is just hell bent on power. And is super evil. And every type of magic he does is like uh, necromancy. And like he raises zombies and stuff like that. And he has psychic powers and he casts spells. So they're like, oh, he casts spells <laughs> like Vecna. The guy who is the bad guy in our most recent D&D campaign. Okay, so that's really why they're... Okay. Yeah, but in D&D, Demogorgon is like God. <laughs> Vecna is like demigod. Is right. like a human wizard who is so powerful and immortal and has been alive for 2,000 years that he's essentially a god. And Mind Flayer is a chump. So okay. like <laughs> the... The the hierarchy in Stranger Things seems to be way off of what it is in D&D. Okay. But to answer your question, it's just a name the kids are giving him. Okay. So it's not like the official title of what they are. I don't I don't think so. No. Because right. we don't really. I, we don't know. Unless there's a scientist who just explains it later on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for like how the season progresses. And there were a lot of things at your point that I was still really like hazy about. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on over here. I'm not sure what's happening over there, but it's all very like interesting. And I want to see how it plays out and the way that it plays out so far. Granted, there's still two episodes to go. I was like, hell yeah, that was fucking so cool. Um, so I'm excited for you. I will say just pay attention. <laughs> I will. Thank you. I, I will pay attention. I, I will. Do yeah, that. I will do that. Cause it was like a, yeah, I'm gonna stop talking now. Stop talking. I'm, I could sense myself approaching that. Point I'm gonna go watch gonna it after this episode. I'm gonna go watch it after this episode. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's the time we got? What's our time stamp? Fifty four minutes. Fifty four minutes. You want to talk about one more thing? Do we have time? Did you did you watch the uh, the Andor trailer? Yes, I did. What'd you think of that? Interesting. Yeah. It's very on the nose. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious how they're going to make it different yeah. and unique. Yeah. But looks pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know that was coming out. Really? I didn't know there was going to be an Andor show. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Because every time there's been one of those big Star Wars announcements, uh, me and your girlfriend haven't been telling you because <laughs> it's very like, <coughs> we don't want to ruin too much for you. Speaking of which, Star Wars Celebration just happened this last week. Oh, weekend. trust me. I know. I was watching it. Everything got announced. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I didn't see the announcements. Trailers. I just saw the interviews. Um, yeah, they're really cool interviews, really cool fan service moments from like every person who got on stage, like everybody did their meme from their thing. Yeah. Like, uh, Ian McDermott, uh, did so many Palpatine quotes. Did he? He said, have I ever told you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> and people are like, ah, he said the thing. Um, he was telling some story. He was just casually telling some story about George Lucas directing him. And he's like, no, you're just going to have to, why don't you just do it? Do it. And then, uh, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> he just threw that in there because he knows it's a meme. Uh, and then, like, Tamora Morrison revealed that, like, a bantha was, <laughs> was improv because he's like, I know we're leading towards this big, like, me riding a Rancor thing, so I want to, like, throw in some little hints about, like, how to ride things. I'm good at riding things, so, like, like a bantha. <laughs> so that was cool. And then... Uh, there was one thing, Ewan, Ewan McGregor came out for like three or four panels, but there was one panel where the first thing he said is, hello there. <laughs> and we were like, ah! I didn't see him or, I didn't see him or Hayden. Yeah, Hayden was there a lot. Was Hayden talking a lot or was he just hanging out? Yep, he was there. It oh, was yeah. a lot of panels of like interviewer Ewan and Hayden. And there's been a lot of like press junkets where they clearly like went to the press day together. Um... Hayden was just in like wearing just the drippiest outfit. Um, he was wearing like this cool black like uh, like overcoat thing with like pleats in it, like stripes that look just like uh, Vader's like costume, like the way it has those like stripes in it, like the padding. I wish he cut his hair like he was a Padawan again with the the, the <laughs> long strand and like the yeah. high top. It's also been so sweet to see him because he unfortunately got a lot of hate for the prequels being Did he? written poorly i think he acted the crap out of those for the most part uh there were a few lines that were a little eh, but most of the things that people quote unquote make fun of him for are just the stupid lines like i hate sand it's rough yeah. and it's coarse and it gets everywhere and then like from my point of view it is the jedi who are evil <laughs> if you're not with me then you are my enemy <laughs> like so many things does he does he get asked about any of that or no no not really um but he he was just so thankful like he he kept trying to speak at the first panel that he was at and when he would put the mic up people would just start cheering again and he would just like laugh and look at ewan and ewan was basically gave him this look that was like soak it up my dude <laughs> like welcome welcome back we've missed you and then he was just like i can't tell you how nice it's been to be welcomed back with open arms to this community and like you guys have been so warm and like i can't thank you enough uh, and it's just been so nice. People just screaming for him. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, don't listen to the haters that'll make fun of you. Which I feel like at this point, the, the hate is almost just like, that was so poorly written. I, th think so. I think people now know it's not him. Yeah, I, there have been so many videos explaining <laughs> it. And because of like how much the prequels have added to the lore of that world, people can't really hate on him that much. But they can acknowledge the, and this is the perfect term for it, the wooden dialogue. Uh, like it's very like everything is spoken just matter of factly <laughs> and like there's no real like I'm so angry at you right now <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah there's so much of that and then like so much of it is like political dialogue and stuff like that so it wouldn't um, and then it's just he he performed a bunch of wooden dialogue that was given to him but he did it I think really well yeah um, so so yeah uh, so it's just been so nice to see him there's also one panel where it was Hayden Ewan Ashley something, whoever plays um, Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, uh, the, the voice yeah, yeah, actors, yeah, 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 and yeah. Tamora Morrison, who, which is like the, what if the Clone Wars was live action? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, and all the clones. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Tamora Morrison. And they had like one thing where they like all put our, their arms around each other. It was the first time Hayden met Ashley. And when like she came out on stage, he like gave her a big hug. The crowd went fucking ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that is Anakin hugging Ahsoka, like the the real actors for them. It was it was very cool. Um, 
And then some other actors came out. The the guy who's playing Cassie and Andor came out. Uh, Rosario Dawson, who plays live action Ahsoka, came out. Ian McDermott came out. So many people. It was so cool. Uh, and then they revealed so much stuff. Do you, do you know like pretty much all that they revealed? I know Andor, and I know there's going to be a Wedge and Tilly's movie. Yep, the the, the Rogue Squadron movie. Did uh, that get that confirmed? It's happening. Oh, wait, um, any further details get confirmed? Okay. Not about that one, I don't think. Okay. Um, but that one's like still in pre-production. That's a movie for sure. Movie. I mean, so far it is. I'm surprised they're making that a movie, not a show, and making Obi-Wan a show, not a movie. I would like to see Rogue Squadron with movie budget, because that Rogue I think One they need space to with the battle. Amount of, the, amount, the amount of CGI, I think that, that's yeah, why they need it's to. It's going to be space battles, which is, you need yeah. movie budget. Yeah. Um, Andor is coming, the new, uh, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order which is called Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, you know that video game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a sequel to that with Cal Kestis. Um, very cool. Oh, yeah, I thought I saw something getting noted. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought I saw a still of Cal. That looks very exciting. That trailer is very titillating. It leaves a, it, There's a lot of questions that we all have about mm-hmm. that trailer. There's a lot of theories buzzing around. There's um, Tales of the Jedi. Did you hear about that? It is a Clone Wars style animation show that is going to be a mini series of mini episodes. Each episode is going to be about 15 minutes uh, exploring different aspects of certain Jedi's life that we haven't seen before. And season one is going to be about two Jedi's. So I think it's going to be six episodes, three episodes per Jedi. It's going to be the birth and childhood of Ahsoka. Uh, when Ahsoka was first like taken to the Jedi temple and a very young Padawan. And then some of her very first missions as a Padawan, which that sounds fine. The other Jedi is going to be uh, young count Dooku in training, uh, count Dooku training Qui-Gon Jinn. And then the downfall of count Dooku when he quits the Jedi, which is like, who boy, that's going to be a good 45 minutes of TV. <coughs> I'm surprised they don't give us more Sith stuff. Like, why don't you show us young Palpatine when he was a senator? Yeah, exactly. Like a senator from Darth uh, Plagueis. Show us Darth Plagueis. Show us, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Show us that. Yeah. That's the. Um, there was a, a trailer for the Bad Batch season two, which looks. Very I saw good. that. I did see Bad Batch very season good. two. Yep. Uh, they showed footage, which hasn't been released, but someone did record it in the in the studio in the audience of Mando season three, uh, which is coming early 2023. They showed footage of Ahsoka, which is very cool. Show right? Show. Yeah. If I were you, I would black that out. Oh shit! I would do a blackout. Uh, and then, uh, what else was there? I feel like they showed more. Um, I don't think they announced more, but we do know there are more things on the way. Speaking of Sith, this is probably one of those shows that was announced at the same time as Andor that we didn't tell you about, but I don't feel like it's, from what we know about it, it's definitely not worth blacking out. There's a show called Star Wars Acolyte coming out, which takes place, um, years before episode one. You're right. We don't know how far before episode one. Right. That is about the Sith. So that is probably the one that I'm most excited for. If not the movie that's supposed to be coming out in 2023 directed by Taika Waititi. So there's a Taika Waititi movie that we still don't know the title of. We still don't know who's in it. We still don't know what it's about. But there's a Taika movie coming in 2023, supposedly. Supposedly next year. We haven't heard a damn thing about it. That means it. it's been filming. Probably it has, it, has like to, it has to have been. It has filming, to be right? into. It has to go into post. Yeah, 
this year. I mean, the other thing is they they use the, um, what's it called? The volume now. That, like, big round TV screen that they film in front of now. Right. That they film all the shows in front of. They filmed uh, Thor Love and Thunder in front of that. Um, Oh, God. What? 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 (laughs) When when you say the volume, I know you say it with such significance. Yeah. But all I think about are bright, shiny neon bikes not moving fast <laughs> in a very well forced action scene i think that was a learning opportunity for them <laughs> i think that was we can't do fast looking things here with stationary equipment we could do mando looking out over a planet wasteland and pedro pascal actually being able to see what he's supposed to be looking at like if there's a geyser way over there he could look over at the geyser because it is live on the screen uh, I think it's great for that kind of stuff. So like landscape shots, even like some interior shots, I feel like it would be fine for. Um, but yeah, the the motorbike scenes, uh, maybe not. Um, but I'm assuming a lot of Thor and Love and Thunder is also going to use CGI, which Mando did too. It's just for the majority. This is so much easier. And with that, so much more of movies and TV shows happens in pre-production because they have to digitally animate those sets. Right. They need to do all of that uh, stuff. Okay. And then they need to, just need to project it and film Pedro Pascal talking in front of it. And then it's basically done. Get the audio lined up. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, Mando season three is coming out next year, early next year in 2023, like a little less than a year from now. And from what I've heard from the people who saw the footage live, it looks done. <laughs> They're like, they could release the show tomorrow. It seems like. No, but you want to give, you want to take Grogu back. <laughs> <laughs> and then once people forget about Grogu as much and they're kind of OD'd on all the other stuff, you push Grogu back in front and everybody goes, oh my God, it's Grogu. <laughs> I need to subscribe to Disney Plus right now or I'm going to die. That's what it does. You need to take <laughs> Grogu away from them. Yeah, you let them have a couple licks of the candy bar and then you yep. take it away for a month and then you give it to them and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you give them a tablespoon of ice cream. Yeah. And then you say, if you're good, you'll get more ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And then you wait till 2023 and you have a pint. If you pay me seven ninety nine a month, <laughs> then you say, "Here's a pint of that ice cream." Yeah, and then they go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited this long." And then, hey, also, don't unsubscribe because you're gonna miss shows that you you decided you weren't gonna care about, like Book of Boba Fett. But we put Grogu in there too, <laughs> so if you want all the Grogu content, you can. <laughs> you have to watch all of our shows and never stop subscribing. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm uh, I'm very excited. I'm very optimistic for the future stars. Oh, just to touch on Andor, it looks like what I love about what they're doing is they're kind of following in Marvel's footsteps, not really doing this whole like this big mean? thing that's building towards one. Oh, event. Okay, okay. But uh, I think Sean James Gunn said that Mar- the MCU isn't a genre. It's a setting. And each movie in that setting could be kind of a different genre. So that's how we got like. Uh, the new Doctor Strange is more of a horror movie. The Guardians of the Galaxy is more of this movie, that movie, things like that. Where I think Star Wars is starting to do that. Where we see Obi-Wan is like a man on the run. <laughs> like Drama. Drama. 
Uh, but then you see like Rogue One is this like guerrilla warfare type thing. And then it's a war movie. Yeah. Episode nine is this giant blockbuster triple uh, A title, triple A popcorn movie. And then Book of Boba Fett is the story of a transition from a hero into Dancing like an anti hero. Oh my God, you're absolutely <laughs> crushing it. And then Andor seems like it's going to be like a political sabotage movie uh, or political Ooh. like. Um, infiltration i can't think of the word but like uh mon mothma is going to be a main character and she's part of the imperial senate uh and she's going to be like pulling strings maybe with bail organa um like without the empire knowing about it but still like helping the rebels on the side and realizing like this is not a good political party there's so there's it's a pretty active thing if i remember correctly where in the Senate, there were the rebellion existed in the Senate, yeah. but it wasn't the rebellion. It was yeah. just people who were saying, hey, this isn't really the coolest policy. Should yeah, we be doing exactly. that? And then behind the scenes, they were working together. And then eventually when episode four, like I think right around Rogue One is when it turns into a flat out, we're leaving the Senate. We're leaving the Empire. Yeah. We are... Rogue One, the Battle of Scarif is the first act of open warfare against the Empire. Yeah. So that is literally, that's when like they knew the rebellion was a thing, but that's when it's like, okay, we are actively fighting the rebellion now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we're going to see kind of that transition. I think Andor is going to be the new, like they went from disagreeing in the Senate to officially being like a, a under the table, like rebellion, like, like, like the rebellion is now for, they're going to be like forming and making plans and like <coughs> meeting in secret and stuff like that. I also think it's going to show Cassie and Andor, uh, like it, the trailer seems to show like, it's going to be, I mean, the show is called Andor, Andor, <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be like the, the reason he joins the rebellion, like his home planet might get destroyed. His family might get killed or something like that. And then he said in rogue one, which this has me excited. I've done terrible things in the name of the rebellion. Uh, uh, so we're going to see his like, like how far he goes and how there's, there's just different shades of gray areas. I, I think Star Wars is so unique, and I wonder if it's because of the setting that they make the the world, the galaxy they build. Yeah, it's a very dark story. Yeah, think about from episode one sure is. to episode nine, yeah. not even anything in between, just the hard movies, the the AAA popcorn titles. They are extremely dark. Yep, they are warfare, empire, like overtaking, rebellion. I think George Lucas said it in, said it in an interview. His inspiration for all of this behind the story was Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. It was the Vietnamese fighting against the Americans. Yeah. It was the super superior, more number, more technology, yeah. guerrilla warfare war that they lost, mm -hmm. right? To the to the to the guerrilla warfare fighters. Yeah. To the guerrilla fighters. Yeah, exactly. And he said that was the basis of of, because yeah because I, I think the interview was like some people say star wars is political and george was like uh yeah <laughs> it, <laughs> they're like it blatantly is <laughs> yeah he basically says uh yeah i mean the 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 motivation behind the story is the vietnam war <laughs> yeah and that's what he says he says you know you think about america as the empire coming in with the superior weaponry the superior like organization tactics, orchestration tactics, yeah the, the everything is better and then they end up losing to the guerrilla fighters fighting for the yeah, name of people their, hiding in holes and trees and stuff like yeah. that yeah and he said that's where i thought of the rebel alliance and that's where i thought about the empire yeah 
people and the so viewers cool. like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah Ooh, okay and then rogue one comes along years <laughs> later with the straight up vietnam war imagery <laughs> <laughs> like fighting in the jungle on the beaches and make 10 men feel like 100 <laughs> <laughs> that's right with the like, yeah even like the where they're having yeah the yeah they, they like have. straight up look like gi's <laughs> yeah yeah um, but I'm very excited for Andor. It's going to be three seasons, and the director already said the ending of season three will be leading up to where we meet him in Rogue One. Like, it'll be like him landing on that planet <laughs> to go do that thing where we meet him. Oh, shit. Um, so it is literally going to be like him as a child, him, whatever happens that makes him join the rebellion, all the things he does over three seasons in the name of the rebellion, and then he walks off screen and then you could boot up rogue one and he walks in screen and that is the whole story that's an awesome goal isn't it and the fact i'm so excited that he knows like three seasons this is the ending we're getting there because i think the best things have had that course breaking bad comes to mind which you don't know but when um uh vince gilligan was pitching it to people he was like i have this story that i want to tell in five seasons and I know season one is going to be this, season two, this, three, four, five, and then it'll be over and it'll end roughly like this. And it became one of the best shows of all time because it's not just a show that they try to get picked up season after season, like Lost, like straight up season four or five of Lost. They did not know what to do. So they're like, let's just throw in a bunch of filler episodes and have this type of story where it can kind of do whatever it wants whenever we want. And we'll write it one episode at a time. And and then like the office one of my favorite shows of at a sort point it's like oh the writers really seem to be struggling scratching the bottom of the barrel and then finally it was able to end but like when you know oh we're this percentage of the way through the story so this is the part where it has to be xyz so that has me really excited for i wonder if rick and morty is written with an ending in mind or if they're just did they get after season three they got picked up for 10 more seasons yes so yes (laughs) No. You don't think they have an ending in no. mind? No. <laughs> I think the ending will be so, like, lackluster is the wrong word, but it'll be so, such a non-ending. Like, it'll be, they'll be in the middle of a story and Rick will be like, all right, anyway, that's the end. Last season finale. Bye. Credits. And then that's it. I wonder, well, here's the thing. It's just, there is a cohesive story. Yeah. There, there's some episode and season. Beats. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if they're going to treat it like, like Family Guy, where they just fucking do what they want episode to episode yeah or if they're gonna try to tie it into a giant arc yeah i don't know because <laughs> i honestly think up until they got signed for 10 seasons they were trying to write it with an end in mind yeah maybe and then whoever comedy central whoever was was saying hey this is uh really really good here we won't we're here's a contract for 10 seasons yeah and they just went we're not gonna question that because we're not gonna Yes. You know, do that. So we're going to just say yes and we'll figure it out after. Guaranteed money for 10 years. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's more of what it is. It's yeah. more of just, we'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. We can come up with shit. We yeah. can just have a whole bunch of intergalactic TV <laughs> and we'll be fine. <laughs> Interdimensional cable. Interdimensional yeah. cable. We'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. They, they have some tropes to fall back on now. Oh, man. It feels so good to be back. Not only to be back, we worked out together. We have an episode right now. Yeah. I get to see you on Sunday. <gasps> so excited. Skates. I can't, I can't wait. Getting skates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting on the ice. But what feels good? What did you mean? All the things. So I was crying a little bit today. Oh. Because I was playing the song. If you haven't heard it, it is... Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. <laughs> uh, 
No. Uh, I was playing... Where is it? I was playing the Star Wars epic main theme by Samuel Kim. Okay. Got to give it a listen on the way home. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's just so powerful. Yeah. And it made me feel like a kid. Yeah. And there's something about Star Wars that permanently does that. Yeah. And to get so much of it. Yep. Is just. Yeah. Yeah. Feels good. Star Wars feels good. (laughs) Well, with that being said, we're back. We're back, baby. We're here. I'll have less coughs next week. See you in three weeks. No, 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 no. (laughs) See you next week, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Give us a chord. Give us a chord. Here is my beautiful chord. Okay, another chord. Another chord. Ah. Okay. Beautiful. That's not bad. Yep. Ear poison.